0: Welcome to BS with M. That stands for bite-sized, not bullshit. This is a research-based sex and relationships podcast delivered to you in bite-sized episodes under 15 minutes so you can pick up what I'm putting down. This is not your standard dating podcast. I'm bringing in experts from the field and getting down and dirty into all the topics on sex and relationships in a no BS way, which is just my style. Releasing every Thursday so I can send you off feeling some type of way for the weekend. Nothing's taboo, nothing's off limits let's get down to business. Hi everyone, welcome back to BS with M. Today we are going over attachment styles. This is part two of our attachment style episodes. So many of you have said how much you love learning about attachment styles. A few of you have read the book Attached and you're just really excited about it. Today we have a lot to cover, but first of all, your recommendation of the week is short and sweet. It's a Call Her Daddy episode. It's called This Is Mia Khalifa with Call Her Daddy, and if you are here for this podcast and all the content that we have here, which obviously you are, you're going to love this episode. I think it's a really important one and a really cool twist. She talks about things like growing up in an underprivileged world. She talks about sex work. She talks about a whole range of laws and things like that, and the amount of judgment that she gets from doing that kind of work. So I just think it's a really excellent episode. Again, that's Call Her Daddy, episode 114. It's called This Is Mia Khalifa let's get started, shall we? So last week, if you remember, we went over what the attachment styles are. So as a reminder, these styles are anxious, avoidant, and secure. Well, now you should know what type you are and potentially what your partner is, or you know it's obvious it would be great to find a secure partner to mate with, right? Statistically speaking, though, there are fewer secure people looking for partners out there in the world. Why is that? Because secure people tend to find and stick with a partner quicker because they don't play games, they're direct, and they tend to be able to make decisions based on logic over emotion. Essentially, they're less likely to break up with partners as frequently as avoidant and anxious people are. Today, we're going over how to find a partner for each attachment style, and how to work with what you have if you're already in a relationship. We'll talk about different tendencies and things to watch out for in your relationships as well. Super good episode, it's a little bit longer today, so get comfy. So first, what's the secret to finding a partner if you are anxious? An anxious attachment style will thrive most on intimate and supportive relationships. So they enjoy long-lasting, stable relationships, and those who are avoidant intensify their worries and insecurities. But anxious people often tend to end up with those who are avoidant. So why is that? Researchers have found avoidant people actually prefer anxious people. Why, why, why? <laughs> Multiple researchers have looked into it and they've come to the conclusion that these styles actually complement each other in a way. So both styles and their tendencies are confirmed and then reconfirmed in these types of relationships. So it's almost like they're validating their feelings and tendencies that are already there in the way that they communicate and work with their partner being an anxious and an avoidant person. It's this intense push and pull that sometimes people mistake for butterflies or passion. When in reality, it's actually some kind of worry and anxiousness. It's a little bit of a roller coaster ride, really. It's interesting. And things feel fresh and new in some slightly twisted way. Humans, right? Now let's look at what this relationship actually looks like. The anxious person wants intimacy and the avoidant wants emotional or physical distance. The anxious person is really sensitive to signs of rejection and the avoidant sends mixed signals that can be harsh. The anxious person wants to be reassured while the avoidant puts people down to deactivate their attachment system. The anxious person wants to know exactly where someone stands in the relationship, whereas the avoidant prefers to keep things fuzzy and in the zone of uncertainty. Here's a fun fact, you tend to meet more avoidance when dating than any other category. Why is that? It's because they tend to end relationships more frequently. They suppress their feelings more quickly and therefore able to move on from breakups more quickly. Also, avoidants are less likely to date other avoidants because that relationship lacks the emotional depth that people need to stay together. So let's say I'm an anxious person, okay? I should be looking for someone secure if I can be so lucky. So let's look at what an anxious with a secure relationship might look like. The anxious person wants closeness and intimacy whereas the secure person is comfortable with closeness and doesn't try to push you away. The anxious person is sensitive to signs of rejection. The secure person is consistent and predictable and doesn't send mixed messages. They know how to reassure you. The anxious person finds it hard to tell the other what they need and or what's bothering them. The secure person places importance on your well-being and tries to read verbal and nonverbal cues. The anxious person needs to feel reassured and loved. The secure person feels comfortable sharing their feelings early on. The anxious person wants to know exactly where the relationship stands, and the secure person feels comfortable with commitment. This is important for the anxious people, so acknowledge that you get attached quickly is what the authors have said. Even a night of sex or a passionate kiss can send you wanting the other person very deeply. If you're only seeing one person, you also might lose the ability to decide whether you actually really like that person or not because your attachment style is trying to cling on to them for multiple other reasons. I love what the authors say here. They say, there's no one for whom attachment theory has more to offer than those with an anxious attachment style. So what about dating if you are an avoidant person? So I told you we had a lot to cover. (laughs) If you know your attachment style and you know what your partner or partners might be, I hope that you're able to kind of listen quite easily because you're actually replacing these different styles as I go along and you're replacing them with the names of the people that you're thinking of. Now, an avoidant person will try to deactivate their attachment receptors What do I mean by this? They love to fly solo, and they might over-identify with their independence. They say or think things like, I'm not ready to commit. They focus on small imperfections. They pull away when things are going well, like not calling for a few days after a great date, for example. They check out mentally when a partner is talking, and they avoid physical closeness. So You can think about cuddles after sex or walking far away from their partner. Avoidants are great at mistaking self-reliance for independence. A researcher from the University of Minnesota, go off Minnesota, found avoidants are worse at reading their partner's feelings than an anxious person. So an avoidant can mistake distress as anger and become defensive because of it. Avoidants might go out with someone, have some incredible dates, really good connection, but find themselves pulling away because they get overwhelmed when things get a bit serious. This all feels like a lot, right? If you're an avoidant, you're like, I'm told to be independent. I'm told that I need to be happy alone. But then there's this side of being too used to being alone and being actually avoidant towards relationships and connection. So what can you do if you do find that you are an avoidant person based on last week's episode as well as the information you have today? So a few things. You can learn your deactivating strategies to understand if and when you are engaging in them. You can focus on mutual support and closeness rather than trying to handle everything solo. And it's really important, you know, that you might have to actually put some effort there. You might have to ask for help or support, even though your tendency would be to handle the situation yourself. Like everyone, seek a secure partner. Of course, if you don't have or find a secure partner... Beware of your potential to be defensive and to get upset, especially because you're more susceptible to misreading a situation or somebody else's feelings or verbal or nonverbal cues. This one's interesting from the authors. They say, forget about finding the one. Don't await a perfect partner to fall into your life. Find a partner and allow them to get close. Make them your one. By letting them in and making them close to you, allowing them into that space, you can create your one from a good partner. Okay, lastly, we're on to the secure attachment style. Research repeatedly tells us the best predictor of happiness in a relationship is security. Secures aren't concerned about losing a partner's love. They expect their partner to be loving and responsive to them. They don't play games. They're mentally flexible, quick to forgive, and effective communicators, amongst other things. There's not really a ton more to say about a secure attachment style. If you are secure, or if you find a secure partner, you do have a little piece of happy, a little slice of happy in the world, so you can thank them or congratulate yourself on working to be a secure attachment style human being. Now, can we actually change our attachment styles? Hmm. Research tells us on average, 70 to 75% of adults remain in the same attachment style their whole lives. The other 25 to 30% transition from one to another, but it can go both ways. So secure people can indeed become avoidant or anxious. Now, regardless of your attachment style, here are two top suggestions to finish off the episode. Number one, work on effective communication. Being able to explain your feelings, needs, wants, and patterns only helps everyone understand what's going on and will clarify the situation. And number two, try to understand your partner and actually listen to them. (laughs) Understand their tendencies. Try to learn their attachment style and what they need. Give each other space to be autonomous. Give each other space to speak and to express their needs and wants. That's it. That's your two-part attachment style summary. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Now, the book again is called Attached. I highly recommend the book. It's by Dr. Amir Levine and Rachel S.F. Heller. And there's even more information in here about how to work with your attachment style. And there's different kind of suggestions around what you might be able to do for each attachment style to build stronger support systems and relationships around you. That's it. I hope you guys have a great week and I will catch you next week for a very special guest. Take care of yourselves. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I'm Em and you can catch more on my socials at emilywalter underscore. The research referenced in this episode is available in the show notes. Please remember to like and subscribe because it supports the podcast and it also tells me you're listening. Now I encourage you to spread the message that nothing's too taboo.